Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your two-time PACE award-winning hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by my great co-host Chris Gouts. Chris, what is happening, man? It has been a very, very busy time of the year. It is, yes. Uh, a lot going on. That, that there is. So today we're going to talk a little polar plunge, but uh, before we get into that, what's going on across the department? Well, as everybody knows, we've, had, uh, we've been in the news quite a bit lately. Um, one of the biggest things we had was when we announced uh, last week, or the governor actually announced, that we are returning back to uh, state-run food service uh, with uh, the contract coming to an end with Trinity Services Group. And uh, so, yeah, obviously, there's, uh, there's a lot that goes into that. It's a very, very big deal. This is going to really impact CFA quite a bit. The directors pulled together uh, a great team of folks that are looking at this from every aspect to figure out how to not just return it to state service, but also to do it better because, you know, it wasn't perfect when, when, when the state workers uh, had, were in there before. Um, obviously, there were issues uh, with staffing and a number of other things that have been well documented when Trinity was there. Uh, but we're not just going to return it uh, just to the way it was. We're going to look at uh, what we're doing, what we were doing then, how we can improve that, lessons that we learned from when we had uh, Airmark and then Trinity uh, in the kitchens. Uh, and so we'll be moving on uh, come uh, August 1st. We'll be transitioning out into uh, other into the facilities and, and, and taking that back over. And so there's a lot that goes into that. Um, so our, our contracts and procurement teams, uh, Julie Hamp and her crew and Kevin Weisenborn, the director, uh, there's just a ton of work going on right now behind the scenes. And so we're, there's just a lot to do. Um, but obviously there's been a lot of coverage of this, and you can, you can read all about that, and we've, we've, we'll have links up. But uh, this was big news, a, a long time coming, and it was good to have it out there. And it was great to see that the, the governor was out there and, uh, and talking about it uh, and making this pitch to the legislature. Uh, that we're going to do this, that we've mutually separated with Trinity, and now we'll be returning back uh, to state workers uh, this summer. Well, that is that is huge news, Chris. Um, so you know, thanks for sharing that. But let's talk uh, let's talk recidivism rates. I, I, I know uh, you know we we got a new recidivism rate, and you know we talked about this a little last week on the podcast when we talked about the closure of West Shoreline, and you know that's tough and it's it's hard on staff. But the, but the silver lining of that is is people are doing their jobs right. And that means less people are coming back to prison. Our communities are safer. So let's talk recidivism rates, Chris. What's what's going on with that? Yeah. So drum roll, please. Uh, just this morning, if you're listening to this uh, at the day that the podcast comes out on Tuesday, we announced that we are now at 28.1% uh, for our recidivism rate, which is the lowest it's been ever in state history. So this is a huge deal. This is great, great news. We hope that uh, people uh, spread it far and wide, that uh, the media obviously takes an interest in it, and you, hopefully you'll see it on the news and in the, in the newspapers uh, on Wednesday. We really want to spread the word about this. The, the governor and the governor's <coughs> office is very excited about this. The governor was out there retweeting us and, and, and tweeting things about our rate, and so that was great to see how supportive that the governor's been about this, because this is a really big deal. Like you said, you know, this means that what we're doing is working. It's not just a number, right? It, yeah. It's more than a number. It it's, means, it it means the people that are doing this work are having an impact um, offenders and offender success and that's what that's what it means to us i i, I know it's yeah. a it's a really good number and it's it's great to see but it's so much more than that to us it's um it, it means that the staff that we have are amazing and they're doing an amazing job uh, at to, to get to that number yeah absolutely because you know 
when we have fewer people coming back to prison, that means that there's that's less crime on the streets, and that means there's fewer victims. And so it's it's great for everybody involved. So kudos to the entire staff, everybody that has a part in this. Um, it's whether it's you know what what we're doing inside in the prisons to get people uh, the skills that they need, whether it's in the field, making sure people are on the straight and narrow, and and everything that they do in the field side, but also the family involvement too. You know, it really helps in the family and the friends of the offenders to help them and, and be a support for them as well. So along with all the you know the faith community and all the volunteers that we have that, that assist uh, offenders once they once they release, there's a whole lot that goes into those as well as the business community uh, that we've been really working uh, hard to recruit and to, and to hire these offenders so that they have an incentive to, uh, to continue to work and, and not fall back into a life of crime. So great job for, for everybody involved and, and just great news for the state that we are now one lowest, of the best in the nation, right? Lowest in state history and top 10 in the country. Yeah. See, we've been breaking news all week. And, and the other thing that we announced on uh, on Monday was that we have a new uh, Corrections Officer of the Year. So that would be uh, <coughs> Officer Elwanda Ray uh, from the Thumb Correctional Facility. Uh, she was chosen uh, by her peers uh, yesterday at the at MCO. Uh, so they had their the, the Corrections Officers Training Council, which is uh, folks from the MDOC, the MCO, law enforcement, and higher education. Uh, and they chose her from a pool of five finalists. And so we had... Uh, Obviously, somebody from from ARU was was one of yeah. the finalists. Yep, Tom Johnson, great great guy. Yeah, we also had officers from from Barriga, uh, Cotton, uh, St. Louis, and so uh, you know, congratulations to Officer Ray. You know, we're going to be hearing more from her. You know, we'll obviously they'll be we'll be talking about her at the the awards banquet, but then also all the officer graduations that we're going to have for the next year. We'll get to hear right. her her speak, and so that'll be great. So she'll be making her way around the state. So you know, congrats <coughs> to somebody to Officer Ray. You know, seventeen years with the department. Uh, doing a lot of good work, and so we're very excited for her uh, and to uh, have her be the, our representative as we go out uh, around around the state and for the year to come. That's right, and you know, it's funny that you say um, we're breaking a bunch of news today because in our interview today uh, with Deputy Director Marlin, he's, he actually makes fun of us for, you know, you guys usually break news on this uh, podcast. So let's break one more thing, Chris. Right. Um, you know, at the, you just talked about the Officer of the Year, and she will, she will be recognized and uh, awarded at the Employee Appreciation Banquet, right? That's right. And who's going to be hosting the Employee Appreciation Banquet this year? Who's the MC? Oh, let's break know. the news right now. What? Drum roll, please, because it's always it's always uh, it's always you know you're wondering who's going to who's going to MC the Employee Appreciation Banquet. So who's doing it this year, Chris? Break the news. Uh, I'll let you break the news. It's you, my friend. Uh, Congratulations, Mr. Gouts. You are going to be the MC at the turn. banquet. It was my turn, apparently. Your turn. You, you've been you've been wanting this for your whole life. You're, you're, this this is this <laughs> that, is something that's a bucket list thing, Chris. That, that, that so. was Noah. Oh, that was Noah. That's right. That's my other co-host. That's right. Mostly I did this because Noah was next in line, and I just wanted to interrupt <laughs> to save stop people, him, stop him from being able to fulfill his dream again. So sorry, Noah. I, I took a bullet for you, so uh, you're going to have to wait another year. Well, Chris, you know, ha- having hosted it last year, it is a lot of fun. Um, it is a lot of pressure, but it is a lot of fun. So um, no pressure on you, but you do have to live up to big shoes um, for the person who, who, who emceed it last year. Yeah, what are you, size 12? So, uh, 13, but uh, yeah. yes, so... Good luck. No pressure. You, be, you better do well because the director's watching you. This this is a highly um, viewed uh, banquet. So good luck. No pressure, man. Well, you know what? I got ice in my veins. And yes. It's a nice segue. We're going to talk about somebody who just jumped in the ice. <laughs> so why don't we get to our interview with uh, Deputy Director Russ Marlin. Very, very refreshing. Very cold, but re- very refreshing. I think we're having trouble talking right now. That was good. We're going to talk polar plunge. Um, did I see that you jumped in, into some water this weekend, Chris? I, I have not. I have not made oh. that light leap yet. Okay. Well, maybe Sunday. Well, well our guest did, and uh, our guest is Deputy Director Russ Marlin, and he took the plunge this weekend, Chris, and it 
it was a very snowy weekend too. So uh, I, I kind of want to get into, you know, uh, what it was like to jump in a freezing cold lake. So Russ, welcome to Field Days. We appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you, Greg and Chris. I appreciate the opportunity to to spend some time on your award-winning podcast. Yes, you can say that again, please. Yes. Um, so Russ, He's dripping with sarcasm. Yeah, I, I, I felt that too. Um, so have, have you warmed up? Are you, are you, are you, did you sit by a fire? How'd you? What, what happened here? Uh, yeah, your bones still cold. I have warmed up. Um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and and I will say it was not as cold as I thought it was going to be. Well, you know when you know when our our, our other co-host Noah Nagy, uh, he jumped in it. He really almost cried how cold it was. So it's funny that you say that because Noah complained how how bad it was and it was terrible. And it was freezing and he'll never do it again. So um, that's in, that's interesting. Yeah. I think- I think we can learn something from that. I think we learned a lot from that, actually, yes. <laughs> so let's, let's get into, uh, well, first of all, the importance of this. You know, Polar Plunge is a, a Special Olympics event where it raises money for Special Olympics, which is a, you know, we have a lot of DOC people who are involved in Special Olympics. You know, I, I think we're one of the top, I, I forget what they call it, a gold or a pinnacle award for how much money we raise as a department. So it's very important to us, and I know, Russ, you took part this year. So why, this is your first year, so why did you decide to jump this year? Well, last year at... Um our 4B conference uh, over in Grand Rapids, as I was walking around talking to uh, some of our great FOA staff there, uh, I stopped at the table with the uh, Kent County Parole Office, and <clears throat> I was kind of congratulating them for the tremendous job they do raising money for Special Olympics. And it is a great cause. You know, uh, law enforcement has partnered with um, Special Olympics for years, and the Department of Corrections in particular, as you mentioned, Greg, is always one of the leading fundraisers for Special Olympics, and uh, this office over in the west uh, side of Michigan does tremendous job raising money. And uh, last year they raised this, this uh, you know, there's only 27, I think, uh, jumpers on this team, Team Yellow Snow. Team Yellow Snow? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of their team, Team Yellow Snow. Did you help come up with that? No, I did not. They had the name uh, set before I joined the team, but... Um, <laughs> They raised twenty. Pick the right person for that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> they, they raised over twenty thousand dollars last year, and then again this year, uh, they just eclipsed twenty thousand twenty thousand five hundred nine dollars they've raised wow. um, this year. So they do an outstanding job. And um, so I, I was talking to them last year and congratulating them uh, on how much money they raised, and they said to me that I should come out and jump with them and um, and let them pick my costume so i think uh you know at that time it was summer it was warm out uh the polar plunge seemed so far away so it seemed like a good idea to say yes um thinking maybe you know by february you know something would come up in my schedule and oh my gosh i won't be able to make it but it quickly approached and i was kind of excited to do it because um again these guys work these guys and girls worked so hard all year raising money and so um I did not see the costume that they had picked out until I got there that day. Wait, wait, um, wait, but it sounds like a bad idea from the beginning to, to you know, I, I, I totally agree that, you know, if somebody asks you to jump and it's staff, and absolutely, that sounds like a great idea, but let's back up here. You said that you let them plan your costume. You, you had no say in this? You had no idea what you were going to get, get yourself into here? I did not. Uh, I just told them to be nice, and... Um, I think that sounds like a terrible idea, Chris. I don't. I don't know. Am I the one hearing this? I don't he's <laughs> he's very trusting of his staff, okay. so that, that's something to behold. And you know, in the weeks before the jump, um, 
Bill Decker kept emailing me saying, make sure you um, wear compression shorts or Speedo <laughs> to the event. And I replied that it will definitely not be a Speedo. And we thank you for that. Uh, <coughs> Social media thanks you. Nobody, no, nobody <laughs> wants to see that. And so uh, I did have some compression shorts on. And um, we got there. I, I don't know. I think I put a picture out on Twitter of the Bill's mother uh, crocheted, knitted this costume. So it was, um, the shorts were a little skimpy. They were a little tight. Uh, there was like some sort of a poncho top and some leg, leg warmers. <laughs> did they leg keep warmers. It no, no, they did not. They did not. <laughs> uh, the yarn, you know, uh, got a little saggy. And really, they, they function more like ankle warmers. But, and then, you know, once you jump in, all that yarn becomes extremely heavy uh, and wet. So, um, but it was a very cool costume. And so I think bill and his mother for putting that together yeah. but you know bill uh jonathan timmers out there in in uh in grand rapids was kind of they told me he was really the person that got everyone in that in that area motivated towards special olympics and he's jonathan's done a ton of these jumps and bill and then sean wheeler as well the three of them uh raised so much money dave hosfeld raised a lot of money that office and and Jennifer uh, Barnes up there, they raised so much money for this event. And so uh, it was fun to go there to Turk Lake Bar, hang out with them uh, for a couple hours before the jump and then do the jump with them. I watched them a couple of years ago, and it was extremely, extremely cold that day. And I was I was in my full ski outfit with snow pants and everything, and, it was, and I stood out there just watching them, and I was freezing cold. So this weekend it was much better. It was like 22 degrees. The sun was out. There wasn't any it's wind. It's a balmy 22 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, set the, set the scene for us. You know, what uh, are you going into a pool? Or are you going into the icy, uh, are you going into a lake? What, what was it like going in, going in there? And then talk about your mindset and, and the jump itself and how much thought you put into how you're going to approach actually jumping jump, into yeah. the water. Yeah, yeah it's, it, they cut a hole in Turk Lake, so it's an actual, um, you know, hole in the ice, and, and you're jumping into a lake. It's not a pool or a pond. And they have some, thankfully, they have some uh, some sheriff's department divers there in the water, to help you out and I guess to, uh, you know, save you if you panic or have a heart attack. Um, <clears throat> I will tell you my son, who is uh, 10 years old, was very worried about me. He thought uh, Dad was going to die in this event. Um, so he wanted to make sure there were uh, divers there. Uh, he kept asking me what happens if I sink to the bottom, and I told him that they would hopefully pull me out. He was concerned that I have a heart attack. And so uh, he was there. It was very nervous for me. But um, so to, to answer your question, Chris, when I was there a couple years ago, the nice thing about this weekend is our group went first. So when I was out there a couple years ago, there's a long line of jumpers, and these folks stood outside for probably 20 minutes before they even got to be able to jump into the water. So this year was much better. We, we left the, the bar, went right out, and jumped in. So very little exposure um, before the jump. But I hadn't really thought about how I was going to jump before. So Pat Lane, who's the supervisor over there, I was talking to him in line and asked him <coughs> if he had any tips because I didn't even know if the water was over my head or not. And he said it's not. And so he said to be careful so you don't bounce off the bottom. And so he told me that he kind of rocks back a little bit uh, and enters, you know, with his rear end. And so I thought, you know, that sounds pretty good. So that's that's the technique that uh, I chose. And as I got there, you could see the ice floating on top of the water and it just looked very cold. <laughs> but honestly, standing in some short shorts on this you know on a snow-covered lake wasn't exactly warm either so I just wanted to get in uh, and get out <clears throat> and uh, as quickly as I could so but it was enjoyable it was very, it was very refreshing um, and uh, it was fun I enjoyed it a lot you know uh, Chris and I saw I actually saw a video of this I think it was, maybe you sent it to us but 
I was a little disappointed. I don't know about you, Chris. I was disappointed. I saw I saw him jump first, and it kind of was like you know the the, the bottom end in first. And then whoever went after you, I'm not sure who it was. I couldn't really see well, but they went full out belly flop. Yeah. And I was thinking, man, I mean, how cool would have been if Russ would have did a full out belly flop into his first time polar plane? Been pretty cool. And I got to tell you too, Russ, that uh, Chris and Kamara and I, we we had a, a a viewing of your outfit before that day. Nathan Horde who was uh, instrumental in a lot of this stuff, too, sent us a, an email of a picture. It was on his chair at, at work, and it was your outfit. And I, I think we all three got a pretty good kick out of uh, knowing that a couple of days later you're, you're going to be in this outfit. So, yeah, those guys, those guys that really do it up well. And, uh, hey, more power to you. Great for you that you actually followed through with this and, and wore that outfit. So do we have pictures of that we can put on social media, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. There's some out there. We'll, we'll I, know you've been pushing, I know you've been pushing for this big time the last couple of weeks about getting pictures of Russ and uh, put them on social media. So Yeah, and, and anyone else, too, because we've set We've started to see a lot of them come rolling in from around the, around the state. Oh, absolutely. Whether that's, it's CFA or FOA. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Send us your photos. Uh, we know a lot of people have been doing this, uh, not just the deputy director, but obviously the only deputy director uh, who, who went in this year. So I don't know if you can – there's still time to recruit Ken or Jerry Ann, but uh, I'm sure you've made that pitch. Yeah, I'd love to see him do it next year. I'd love to see the two of you do it next year as well. Maybe uh, we could jump in with our microphones and – Good luck to you. What are you saying? Do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I mean uh, there's a lot of people in the DOC – you know, throughout the whole state that that partake in this, so you know, maybe 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 it's time, Chris. Maybe next year. Well, maybe next year. Get, we'd have to raise some money. So if there's people that want us to do it, and we'd have to see some some dollars. Some, some real money coming yeah, through. Yeah. yeah, we'd have to see. We'd have to set up a, an amount. Well, Kamara, Kamara's got a lot of friends with a lot of money, so I'm sure she could she could help us out there. So are you gonna? Did you commit to doing this? Did they ask you if you're gonna do it again? Is this gonna be a regular thing, or is this a one time and one and done? They did not ask me, and I did not commit. Uh, <laughs> are you committing I now? I think that uh, you know the. One of the uh, jumpers on this team was a, uh, a Grand Rapids police officer, and he jumped with his eight-year-old daughter. So yeah. my daughter's eight, and my son is 10, and they both were there this weekend, and they expressed some interest in doing it. So I guess I would do it again if maybe they wanted to do it yeah. as well. But <clears throat> you're right about the fundraising. You know, there are teams across the state, and there was a team of people from um, here in Lansing that did it uh, this weekend. There was a team uh, from the Metro uh, Detroit area from FOA that mm-hmm. that did uh, a jump and they raised as way I understood it they raised uh, more money than anybody at their event these folks that I did it with in Turk Lake they raised that MDOC team that FOA team raised more money than anybody at that event and then they just told me that that uh, the group from from Kent County is actually $27 away from raising the most in the entire state oh, so there's awesome. only one team uh, of folks in front of them, and they're only in front of them by twenty-seven dollars. So I think probably by you know the the summertime, they will have, they will be the number one um, team in the state as far as fundraising for Special Olympics. And you know, interesting story is um, as I put my goal was a hundred dollars, and and I actually raised five hundred dollars. So I was very uh, very happy with that. I put put it on Twitter. I had uh, several That's many great. MDOC uh, staff that contributed. So I thank everyone for their contributions. But I was at um, $490, like, the day before the, the jump, and um, I was showing it to my family, and, and I told my son, I said, if somebody gives me $10, I'll hit the $500 mark. And so he ran off, and I didn't know where he was going, and so he went into his piggy bank, and he comes out, and he hands me $10 from his piggy bank. And so he <laughs> said, here, here's $10, now you have um, 500 And so I told him, Carson, you know, I don't, you don't have to give me your money out of your piggy bank, you save it. Um, I'll get it from mom. No, uh, <laughs> he, but he, he got he got teary eyed and he told me that he really wanted me to have it. 
And so I took it and, and made the contribution for him. So I thought that was pretty cool. cool. And so hopefully he might be interested in doing it next year. And, you know, this really is a tremendous cause. And I think that um, I have not gone up to the summer games. And Sean Wheeler emailed me the link to sign up for that. And I think this year I'll take uh, my kids up there and, and volunteer as, that, as well because it's such a tremendous event. And everybody, all of these jumpers that I jumped with, talked about their experiences at that uh, the Olympics games um here in in mount pleasant and what a huge impact that has has had on them and how awesome it is and so um it's a really great cause and i and i'm so glad the department of corrections in michigan is is a strong partner with the special olympics and so hopefully um might be able to go up there this summer and uh and see the games very cool yeah no i i agree with you russ i mean it's uh we have some awesome people that work in this department of corrections and um they do some really really cool things to help people out so it's a great event it's a great cause and uh i'm sure you had a lot of fun doing this i'm sure it was a little nerve-wracking before you got there and saw your costume but you know awesome you did it cool great stuff and uh you know thanks for coming on field days today and kind of talking about it we, we really appreciate it it's my pleasure but you guys are always breaking news here on field day so i think is this are we breaking news that next year greg straub and chris gouts will do the polar plunge is that what i'm hearing a commitment i'm hearing i'm hearing a strong maybe Strong, maybe. I'm here strong. It depends on my uh, my my children's schedule and sports. So, oh, <laughs> so there we go. There's the out. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like you said, I'm, I, something's gonna come up in February. I'm pretty sure something's gonna come up. So, <laughs> would love to. I mean, my family, my family, uh, my wife does it, and uh, she's she loves doing it. She does it every year, and uh, you know, she's been trying to get me to do it too. But we'll see. Uh, well, I, I, it d- it definitely interests me. I don't know about you, Chris, but we'll have to see if if the public wants it. You know, we'll have to we'll have to get. Here's it a question though: hear. Would you rather jump in a pool or a lake? Uh, I don't know. That's tough. Gotta go lake, man. It makes it real, right? Jump in the lake. I suppose, I suppose that makes it real. Come on. Well, we'll see. Stay tuned, right? S- stay stay tuned, tuned. And we'll see if uh, the Gautzenator jumps in the lake next year. So, um, well, thanks for us again for coming out. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account, at MDOC FOA, and the CFA account, at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.